I'm Kate Daniels. Breast cancer, oh, that can really shake us to the bone. But the good news is that great strides have been made. Breast exams and early detection have made a world of difference. Then there's the not-so-good news. Not everyone has affordable access to the early detection exams. Plus, there are the more insidious forms of the disease as well. Back to the good news then, because there is so much good being done. We can definitely be part of it. And we get to discuss that now as we meet David Richard, Coleman Puget Sound Executive Director, and Susan Grastall with the Race for the Cure Committee. Good morning, David Richard and Susan Grastall. It's certainly good to see you once again, Susan, and to welcome you, David. Thank Thank you. you. And it is really time to be getting into the home stretch, getting geared up for the Komen Race for the Cure. That's coming up really fast. But what we want to make sure is that this is the big piece here. I am told if you're anything like me and have not yet committed to this, there's still plenty of time. Right, David? That's right. 80% of our folks that register for the race and fundraise do it in the last month right before June 4th, Sunday at the Seattle Center. So we're in good company. Don't let that deter you because the race is coming up. Let's just get that statistic again nailed down, and we'll come back to it again. But, Susan, it is on? It's on June 4th. It starts at Seattle Center, ends at Seattle Center, starts at 8 o'clock a.m. with the Survivor Parade, which is really exciting. Yes, that is such a key thing because that's what this is all about, isn't it? Yep. Right, David? Yep. It's all about our survivors saving lives. That's what we're here for. And isn't that the, obviously it would be a goal, but the real big goal in terms of survivors is to really expand it to those communities that perhaps are neglected or just don't have the opportunity for all the ways to be screened and have all these tests done, right? That's right. Communities of color have much higher breast cancer rates and are diagnosed later and then conversely um, don't recover as well as Caucasian women. So a lot of our funding goes to break down barriers to care and give women access to mobile mammography in communities that don't have the kind of resources that some of our more um, well-off communities in Seattle have. So that's our whole focus as an organization is to get women screened early for breast cancer. So we know this. We know early detection is so critical, but we can see that there is really a, a wall perhaps to scale when someone doesn't have the funds. This is where we come in with the fundraising and being part of the Race for the Cure that each of us can be such an important piece of it, right? Absolutely. And, you know, this is our 35th year. We're celebrating it in 2017. And one of the things that, as an organization, we've decided to do is to focus on the fact that, yes, we've really done well at women surviving breast cancer, but we've what we've not been able to do is to cut the number of deaths every year. So that's our bold goal going forward is to reduce the number of women who die from breast cancer in half in 10 years. So that's where we're going to be focusing our money and where our Komen scientific researchers are going to be focusing on as we continue to battle breast cancer. And the way that that's done, the funds that we raise in this community, a big percentage stay right here for just that purpose, correct? That's right. 75% of all the dollars that are raised here stay here. And actually... The other 25% 
actually stays here as well. But what happens is it's combined with the 25% of every other dollar raised in the entire country and then put into a ginormous, <laughs> is that a word? I don't know. It is now. Yeah, it is now. Fund that in turn funds research and all over the country. So this last year, we added to that pool about $500,000, about a half million from Coleman Puget Sound went into the research pool and about 800 came back in the form of grants to the University of Washington and the Fred Hutt Cancer Research Center. So funding scholars like Dr. Julie Grelo and her work around metastatic breast cancer and helping um, Dr. Mary Claire King, who discovered and had a TV show or movie after her life, right? She's the one that discovered the BRCA gene, the genetic testing that some families have that causes breast cancer in their gene. So anyway, the point is, is that a lot of dollars come back totaled in the whole U.S., Almost a billion dollars in research has been funded by Coleman now. The only other organization that funds breast cancer research more than us is the federal government, the NIH. So we're very proud of that fact and, and proud that the, the dollars come back into our region. And part of that, of course, is that we have such state-of-the-art medical facilities and research facilities here. I mean, in that sense, we are so lucky that uh, it, it really uh, maybe puts another... Uh, what mantle on us? Yes, that this is so wonderful. But again, it really should spur us on to want to raise more funds because uh, it's just that win-win-win-win-win kind of That's situation. Right. This last, uh, currently this year, this last year, I guess whatever, um, we discovered that the funding for our mobile mammography was actually got a waiting list. We They ran out of money because we had so many women who needed mobile mammography up and down the I-5 corridor, right? That's kind of our service area. So um, we've gone, we're, we're hoping to be able to get more, uh, add more money to that this coming year um, so that women don't have to wait. But can you imagine 700 women having to wait for a, a mammogram? I mean, that's just not, that's just not where we want to go. So it's really important this year for us to raise as much money as we can and to spur the legislature on to fund the BCC, the Breast and Cervical Cancer Program that is a, it's matched Coleman dollars, state dollars, and federal dollars to give women free mammograms. And that's how the, the program works. And we want to eliminate that waiting list. I cannot fathom being in a position of needing or feeling like maybe something's wrong, I need to get a mammogram, I can't afford it, and here's there's a waiting list. I can't get in to get it done. I mean, right. Susan, can you imagine? It, it's To me, it's amazing that it's just not a given that a woman can go in and have the health care that she needs. And on top of that, as David pointed out earlier, we really support underserved women within our communities. And so once they even get that mammogram, Perhaps they're going to be diagnosed with breast cancer, and that changes everything. And as you know, we have a very diverse community in the whole Washington area. And a lot of these women, I mean, we have a lot of Im immigrants. We have women that English is their second language, if they speak English at all. And so they get this diagnosis. And so not only are we providing for the mammograms, then there's this maze of medical stuff they have to go through. And there's a piece called navigation, which is my favorite thing that, you know, we we do provide for. And, and that way, a woman who is diagnosed with breast cancer that needs help, that needs, you know, an advocate with them or just to get them through the maze, takes that woman's hand and works with them through the entire way. 
so that they can get get that through the process. And we also support um, emotional and uh, financial needs. Okay, so they can't get the mammogram, so they get the mammogram. And then because of the cost of the treatment, they're looking at their budget going, do I feed my children or do I have chemotherapy? Nobody should have to make that, even even no. think about that. And so there's, like through with uh, grants through other nonprofits, they then will receive some money that they use have best to their purposes so that they can have that chemotherapy. And there's groceries on the table. There's school supplies. There's shoes, whatever the need is, heat. So it's just so important to really raise these dollars, and especially it's staying here. It it really has an impact. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. And so here is our opportunity. If we've not registered or gone online to support an existing team, this is the time to do it, right, David? That's right. That's right. You go to um, Coleman Puget Sound. Um, and go on to our race website and you can register or join a start a new team or join an existing team or support someone else who's who's got a team or is fundraising themselves Um, this enables us this last year so on april 1st we gave out almost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars three quarters of a million dollars to local nonprofits to fund breast cancer services to what Susan was just talking about. So at Cancer Lifelines, having a financial mm-hmm. program um, that where you can go in and just ask for funds to help to support your family when you're in the midst of your chemo or if it's patient, na- patient navigators or mammograms or outreach into communities of color on or into na- um, native communities. We, we fund it all up and down the I-5 corridor. And it's all because of what happens at the race and, and the other fundraising that we do throughout the year. Exactly. And so as we do this, Susan, we go to the website and we can either support someone, start our own team. It's not too late to even do that, correct? Oh, it is not too late. It is not too late. You can do it right up to right before the race because, honestly, you can raise money after the race because the books don't close until, I believe, sometimes in July on it. So we are giving you a lot of time, but we suggest now. (laughs) Now, yes, we'd Let's like that. Put it, don't right, put it off. So, in longer. other words, it's not too late. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have people. We have people doing um, barbecues. We have people doing um, garage sales. We have one of our top fundraisers. Um, she's twelve years old, and she raised last year over ten thousand dollars by selling cookies and baked goods with her mom. So th- there are a hundred different ways to be able to do it. Right? Some people. Like to just straight out ask for money. Other people like to do fun events with their friends and family. So there's tons of different things you can do to raise money. And you can get it matched maybe through your company. Yes. Right? So there's there's all sorts of ways to make your your dollar your donated dollars stretch, right? Exactly. A lot of big companies in the Puget Sound will match a donation. So that's really important to remember as well. And that's always an exciting piece of it because if you can think of it at the minimum doubling those dollars that you've donated, right. I mean, that's even that much more exciting uh, for for what can happen. Right. And we, we're hearing how critically important this is. This is truly life and death. And it's not just the person affected, it's family members and friends, the way that that just kind of ripples out. So- when we think about these life and death issues, how can we help but want to step right up and be involved? Correct, Susan? Oh, absolutely. And it's so easy to be involved. If I can just mention, 
home in Puget Sound again. You know, it's so easy to go online, support someone, join the race yourself. It's really, it's it's not an expensive adventure to do. For an adult to register, it's only $40. A survivor, $35. We always take care of our survivors. Um, you know, you can bring your dog. You can register your dog. Okay. I like this pause for the cure thing. Okay. And that's $20 to bring your dog. And, and that's a very popular way. A lot of people really enjoy that piece. So it's very easy. The website's very easy to use. Go check it out. And when you come on Sunday, June 4th, be sure to go and check out all the tents because we have a lot of giveaways. QFC is one of our big sponsors. They're going to have lots of snacks. You can get food. You can mm. get drinks from Talking Rain. I mean, oh, my gosh, Ford provides scarves. It's just such a fun event all around for the whole family, right? We have a kids race that we do, so along with the dog race. So <laughs> nobody's left without any fun, right, on Sunday morning. So Yes, and it starts bright and early. Not that you have to be there at the crack of dawn, but for anyone who is that kind of an early bird, you can get there that early and get signed up and check out these booths, correct? Correct. And one of the nice things is it is an early event. So if, you know, families come down and do this together, then they have the rest of the day to spend together. If they want to kick around downtown Seattle, the Children's Art Museum participates with us. You know, it's just a great family event. You're up early. You've got the whole day. Yeah. We encourage all the survivors to come early because... Um, Microsoft is sponsoring the Survivor Tent this year, and we've got breakfast provided, and every survivor that comes will get a, a rose as well. So we want them to come and check out the Survivor Tent and have free breakfast. Absolutely. Oh, it feels like being treated like royalty. That's yes. right. Right? Yes. 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 As well, and they should. You know what? Speaking of which, I'm going to put a plug in for Holland America because in the fall, in September, they do exactly that. They let all of our survivors come onto one of their ships and they provide lunch and a whole day on a cruise ship for absolutely free for anybody who's a survivor. We get 400 women at the Holland America Cruise Line. It is so much fun. I know Susan's been. It's very much. A, just, it's a uh, lot of fun. And we, they give away a free cruise to women that come that day. It's just a blast. So there's lots of reasons why women should get, survivors should get involved with Coleman because there's all sorts of fun things like that. Yes. And considering the huge challenge, this health challenge that you have gone through, that this woman yes. has gone through, I mean, capitalize on that, if I may say that, you know, Take advantage of a way then to treat yourself because you've been through basically hell and back. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I think, Coleman, if there's one thing about us, it's that we're like a big family, right? And that there's other people to talk to about no matter how old, no matter what your family background is, whether you're a white different Caucasian other than other colors, other nationalities. It's every it's just amazing how we create sort of that feeling of belonging. I feel like that's 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 one of the most special things about Coleman. Yes. A real strong bond. I think too that the Survivor Parade and those women when they get in front of the stage and the dance party starts Sunday morning, I mean they are who energizes the race. Yep. They are the ones that just set it afire. It becomes yeah. alive then. Until then, everybody's kind of milling about half away because it's early. That starts, you know, and um, yeah, Blue and Thunder it, starts it the, the parade. Blue Thunder with the Seattle yeah. Se the Se Seahawks. Yep. Yeah, and yep. once they start, 
The party's on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so much to get excited about here and to really celebrate life, literally, is what it's about. But, you know, going back to why this is going on, why the race for the cure continues annually, is because we still have a long ways to go to have really more survivors so that we don't even have to think about anyone dying from this horrible disease. That's right. That's right. And, you know, that's where the research dollars are so important. And, you know, they the, the doctors will tell you that breast cancer in and of itself doesn't kill you. It's when it leaves your breast and goes into other parts of your body. And that's what we that's why the early detection is so important. Right. Yes. Because in some forms of breast cancer, you unless you're getting regular mammograms, you don't even know that it's there. It's so tiny. So I think that's really important to remember. Right. Is that the early detection and and what i would say especially this time of year you know when we when we talk about this illness um that to all the women out there that are so busy taking care of everybody else once a year it's their time to take care of themselves because we need the women in, in these families they are the like they are the stability for almost all of us right and yes. that's why we do what we do is because we love the women in our lives yes absolutely and what we see is then that bonding, how families meet other families, right, and and celebrate each other and build these relationships that can't help, but I think continue on and help us to, to build a, a stronger community and, and, again, eradicate this awful disease. Yeah. Well, you know, they, there's a lot of uh, research that shows that your emotional well-being can help you through and help you defeat diseases. And one of the things I've found in the Komen community, which I love, is that everybody's there for each other. And there's just such this feeling going on all the time. It's just a real positive vibe amongst these people, whether they're survivors, whether they're volunteers, whether they're um, co-survivors, which are the families. It's just, it's, they're very united and we're all have one goal. We're all very passionate about this. And um, it, there's just, you see women coming in being hesitant and being, you know, scared. They're just very early on in their diagnosis and they're surrounded with this love and they blossom in front of your very eyes. And it's really, really wonderful to watch. So they're given that really important gift of hope. Absolutely. You know, to really feel encouraged. And there, then it gets into that emotional piece that you're mentioning, Susan, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anybody, I think, that has had a diagnosis of cancer, there's a certain, I don't know what, what, what the right word is, but there's, it's a sort of a uh, come to Jesus moment, I guess, in your life about the fact that we're not here very long at all some of us and that it's this is a it's a really really scary time and it it sort of laser focuses what you know you as an individual what do you what you're all about and where you're going and what how important relationships are with you and the support that you're going to need and it's a it's a galvanizing time for a person and for a whole family and for our community and we in the Puget Sound have really high breast cancer rates we don't know why but it's mm -hmm. true um, some some folks think it's because of the gray skies. I'll blame the gray skies for pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Susan. <laughs> Other people say it's because the water. I don't, you know, whatever. We don't know why exactly, but the bottom line is that we have a lot of breast cancer in our region. So, 
And thus, we also have a lot of research that goes on here. So in that way, it makes it uh, better if we can think of this kind of diagnosis having any better part to it, at least we're right here and don't have to travel somewhere and search for that. We can get this healing work done right here within our own community. I think that that is definitely a plus. But again, we have to come back to the fact, how does that happen? Well, it takes all of us. That's why we are fundraising. That's why we have the race, fun stuff going on. But it's all about registering, getting those funds in there, raising more funds, so we can get this under control. Yep, exactly. That's right. And one day find a cure and put us all out of business, right? That'd be okay. That'd be yeah. okay with us. Yes. We'll go and spend our time having loads of fun with the people we've met. That's but right. But everybody healthy. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So what we need to do, remember those of us who may be the procrastinators, <laughs> and I have to include myself in that, but I realize I'm in the 80%. As yep. David said. That's right. Right. Okay. Yep. So <laughs> it, we can look at it as not being so bad, but this is the time to really get focused and, and get busy and get registered, donate. So David, what's your invite for people to come and do that, get registered? Well, you know, you can walk in on the day of the race. Oh, okay. You don't have yeah. to do it in advance. If you forgot, you can sleep in for the cure if you want. Absolutely. <laughs> There's really no excuse. You can walk, like I said, and register the very day out. But if it's so easy, it's you just a click of your mouse. You just go to Coleman Puget Sound and click on the race and then click on fundraise and register and you're there and it takes five minutes. And so, it is smartphone easy too. Oh, and smart <gasps> thank you, Susan. Smartphone easy too. Yes, because we know we have not just a generation, but a really huge contingent of people who really are attached to those little gizmos, uh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, they are. So it couldn't be any easier. And just think of it. Get a team together. Get your pals together and get out there and have a good old time. And especially, as Susan said, with the puppies. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, the dogs are really delight. And, and, you know, and the dogs really are important, too, because I was sitting here thinking about that while we were talking, you know, there's a lot of women who went through this whole journey with their, you know, four-legged furry friend right there next to them that supported them as much too. So they love to bring their dog out to celebrate just as much as everyone else in their family. Yep. Just so perfect. David, I know that what's going to happen, as you've already mentioned, uh, a lot of these Funds that are raised are going to be used to fund projects. And one of them that came to light is the inner city LGBTQ community. Why is there an issue there that they are not getting the service they need? Well, um, part of it is that providers, medical providers, aren't always um, trained on how to deal with um, that community when it comes to breast health. And so we've done um, some community work and found out there's all sorts of barriers to getting into care. So we've gotten some money and um, put together a program where we're training the trainers on how to be able to make it welcoming for women that are LGBT um, that come in to get breast health and don't and feel like they're welcome. So we're working with Swedish and a number of other partners to try to bring this new um, kind of uh, training to providers so that everybody, no matter what kind of a background you have, has the same um, welcoming 
um, and not having to break through any barriers to be able to get care. Because we know that's one of the reasons why women don't get the screenings is because they don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. They want to see a face or someone that can relate to them. Right? So that's that's the real crux of the matter. So we've started a whole program. We've got a, a training that we're going to do. We're working with the Hutch. Um, we've gotten um, RB. IRB approval so that it's um, a study is happening to look at the data and and really drive the this what we're focusing on to help that community. So we're very very proud of of the work that we've done with that. So, yeah. Oh, that is so super. I think that even underscores more greatly how there is this outreach through Comb and Puget Sound to really address every single community every member of every community so that there's just this equal field, equal platform that we're all dealing on. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and this year we partnered with the American Cancer Society to have a lobby day in Olympia to um, ask for funding of the programs like the BCCHP program that funds mammograms, right? So we partner with all sorts of other community organizations to fight for the same um, needs of our community that maybe they're fighting for, and it doubles our impact, right? And so, um, the pu- the policy part of our work is really important too, because there's there's we we give voices to women that don't necessarily feel like they've got one. So that's another part of our work that we're very excited about. Yes, that is so great. I hope that beyond the invite that we have given that let's all be involved in whatever way we can to be part of the race for the cure this year on june 4th but that we also feel really inspired by the way that every single life is being touched there's just so much uh, education and outreach that's going on that we should really feel good about that and want to support even more generously if you will that's right. awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate that. That's exactly how we feel. Yeah. As well as with time. You know, the funds are great, but having the volunteers to get out into the community, to do the outreach, to talk to these people, to get involved in the health fairs, to wherever we get asks a lot from different organizations to come out and be a part of their their event and to represent Komen. And so volunteers, you know, sometimes we can't help financially, but if you've got some extra time, you can always use that too. Mm -hmm. And so that would become apparent perhaps on the day of the race, but also uh, we can find out about volunteerism on the website. You certainly can, and that would be just in case anyone forgot. (laughs) ComenPugetSound.org. Yes. Just in case. It's a wealth of information, great stories. I mean, the pictures of survivors, the people who are involved, just really touch the heart and I think are are so positive. Yeah. um, Last year, we we had um, a 12-year-old young man that had his he was a kicker on a on a football team and his best friend was the guy the kid that held the ball and the kid that held the ball his mom was going through chemotherapy for breast cancer and so the kicker decided he wanted to f- raise some money for Coleman Puget Sound to support his best friend's mom and so actually Susan went to the football game where the check was presented on the field and you know that young man raised three thousand dollars for us for Coleman Puget Sound and. At the, on the evening of the check presentation, um, they all those young players went up into the stand and gave that mom a single rose. Oh, 
And he raised all that money in one night. He got um, on as many kicks, you know, as many points he's scored. You know, I'll give you $2 if you do that. He uh, hit more kicks than he ever had. So it was pretty awesome. Isn't that a feeling of miraculous to right? have yeah. more kicks? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's another Simple. creative way to fundraise for, you know, it for breast cancer. Is. And just to see then again the way that, that people, individuals are touched and really that love come pour, comes pouring out yep. for each other. Uh, that's what happens. That's why we want to be involved. That's why we want to see the cure come about. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, this has been just so wonderful, David and Susan, to have you here this morning and to really inspire us. We are inspired, right? (laughs) Yes. To go to the website once again. That would be comanpugetsound.org. Yes. And we're going to commit in whatever way we can at this time and just, yes, be committed and be involved with the Race for the Cure because it is just the greatest thing, saving lives. Yep. Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. So thank you greatly for the work that you do and for being here this morning. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. We You're really so welcome. It.